this adult and Tanino joke, okay? Press are so tall. I smile in weeks, okay? Months even. This ain't for the week, y'all. I hear it, yeah. Welcome back to the safe space and happy belated new year, everyone. Hope that everyone is well and that all of those who made new year's resolutions are sticking to them. Personally, I didn't set any resolutions per se, but there's one particular thing that I said I would do, and that's be more present. And by that, I mean, I want to use my phone less when I'm in social settings. Now, if I could be honest, I've been doing it so far and I've both succeeded and failed. It's not easy at all. It's very uncomfortable, but that's what growth is about. I won't grow if I continue to be comfortable. I have to place myself or make myself uncomfortable to be able to grow. So keep me in prayer in that regard. All right. If you couldn't tell by the title, this episode is about adulting and how much I, we, hate it. But with that being said, my goal is to do a three-part series on adulting, with each one focusing on different aspects of adulting that I feel are understandable and relatable. So, welcome to part one. Hopefully this three-part series is able to reach more people, as I'm sure we all are experiencing this together, and are all having or have had similar issues. So, here's the thing though. I have a very, 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 very full schedule, until May, as it stands right now. So I have two upcoming theater shows in February and May. And as excited as I am about them, you probably can't tell by the way that I'm talking, but I am excited for them. But I'll be lying if I say I'm not already tired because starting Sunday, rehearsals for my show in May begin and those rehearsal dates are Sunday, Tuesday and Thursday. My February show, on the other hand, has been rehearsing for a while, but we took a break for Christmas break and rehearsals just resumed yesterday. And rehearsal days for that are now three days instead of two. So now my Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are occupied as well. So I pretty much am busy every day of the week. So yeah, rest in peace, my social life. Not that I do much in a daily basis anyway. So, but yeah, <laughs> the good thing about the February show though is because my role is a small cameo, like little fun role, I'm not really needed for all the rehearsals. So thank God for that. So. Yeah, I'm hoping to take a bit of a break once I'm done with this adulting series, just until my schedule can clear up a bit. So, without further ado, adulting, welcome to your tape. So, if I'm being honest, I'm nowhere near as accomplished as what I thought I would be, according to my primary school self. I don't know what I thought being in my 20s was when I was younger, but this isn't, well, according to my primary school standard what I thought it would have been. By now, I should have had at least a house with a pool, which I don't. Married, which I'm not. And at least have a kid, which I don't have. But I don't think I was including my niece, like nieces or nephews in that option when I was a smaller child, but they're my children. They're my kids, so I guess I have half a point, if that makes sense. But 
I were if I were sorry if I were really to reflect on that, I guess you can say that I'm failing at this thing you know called life. And trying to come up with content for today's episode, and trying to find which aspect of adulting I wanted to cover, I kept asking myself this question: When did I grow up? Like, was it when I graduated high school? Was it when I went off to college? When did I grow up? When did I become an adult? I feel as though that question is a loaded question. I can have many different answers. But if I were to give an honest answer, I'd say that I was really grown from when I was in primary school. And by that, I mean grown mentally. I wouldn't say that I was a fully grown kid in primary school, but I was growing maturity-wise. Being... Because... Sorry, because being... <laughs> Because being fully developed maturity-wise and being a fully developed adult are two different things. People always say that, you know, age doesn't define maturity or age isn't nothing but a number. And you know what? They are literally so right. Because to this day, I still meet and I still interact and I still encounter people ages and eons above me who are still childlike. And I'm not saying nothing like something is wrong with that, but I just wanted to compare this with because, I mean, although two things can be true at once, but you get what I'm saying, yeah, you know, I don't need to go any further with that. Okay, so back to being grown. When I say grown, sorry, when I say I was grown, I think it had to do with having a lot of responsibility in the house. So I have three siblings, two older, one younger. I wouldn't necessarily really consider myself to be the middle child because it's four of us all, all together. So that does really not like, you know, there's like, there's no even odd. But yeah, <laughs> but I do feel as though my mommy did an amazing job teaching us life lessons and little things here and there that were so essential to getting through this whole adulting journey. But I'll touch on that more a bit later. But from when I was like 15, 16 or 17, I, I want to say, my mommy was already teaching me things like how to cook, you know, how to wash, how to dress, how to clean, etc. These like life skills that we take for granted. What I really think solidified my growing state was when I was responsible for looking after my younger brother while all the adults were at work and was occupied with other things of life. At that point, I had to take off the childlike mindset and put on an adult mindset because in hindsight, if anything were to happen, I'm basically the adult in the picture here. Not from an age perspective, but just from like reality speaking. But, and this isn't a knock on my mommy to say she didn't have people to look after us when we were younger, because that's not true. After school, you'd go up and my grandma and go, she'd get off work. But at some point, you know, you have to, you have to grow up and you have to have some kind of responsibility, which is where this whole thing comes into play. And I'm sure most people, most Bahamian people or most people of Caribbean descent could relate to this because babysitters, that doesn't exist. Once you have siblings, older siblings... You have babies. You have babysitters. Like anybody paying to get nobody to babysit you, like that's not a real job. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's out of the picture. So as I got older, you know, family dynamics are hard to shift. So in addition to my little brother, and I have my niece and nephew watch as well. And the same principle applied. I have to be, and I am now responsible for looking after them until an older adult returns. So. I feel as if that experiences, that, those experiences, sorry, 
matured me in a sense to have an understanding of what responsibility is. But here's the big one. Graduating high school. Okay, so I'm sure everyone could relate and could attest to the fact that being a senior is a very stressful time, okay? Exams, what's going to happen after I graduate, and just a bunch of different life things going on. But but in the midst of all that, everyone's always asking questions like, oh, what are you going to do once you graduate? Or are you going to college? Like, what do you want to study? And things of that nature. I mean, really and truly, most of us do not know. You just be trying to get by, to be honest. I mean, no offense to the ones who already have their life planned out by then. Good on you, but, you know, there isn't the same thing for everyone. If I could say, I wouldn't necessarily say I was one of those people that had his life together. But I had an idea of what I wanted. I mean, I wanted to go to college, wanted to graduate, I wanted to be successful, you know? This is the, you know, this is the dream. You only could do so much. You put the plans in the air and hope it, hope it take off from there. So let's fast forward after graduation. You know, I successfully graduated high school at the age of 18. But I didn't really have much of a, like, to, like much time to say chill after I graduated because a couple weeks after I graduated, I was on a plane to go to Canada to go to school. A plane, yeah, a plane to go to Canada to go to school. And when I say a couple of weeks, that is literally no exaggeration. I had a couple of weeks. So let's, let's paint the picture. I graduated June 15th, 2017. I can still remember the day. It was hot as hell. But the weather was nice, you know. Anxiety was high. No emotions were mixed because I was trying to figure out if I can miss my classmates. Will I miss being in school? You know, like, just, I, this is like a whole new, like a whole new chapter. Like, you know, I never graduated before, you know. Like, you know, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> so June 15th, I graduated. Uh... 2017, uh, July 5th, 2017. I was on that plane to go to Canada to go to school. I just want to go on the record and say that college is nothing like the people portray on TV. And I feel like that's what most of us do. We watch these shows and have a false idea of what college life is like and how it's so sweet and it's just fun and there's parties every day and, all, you know, the third, the fourth, the fifth. But what they really don't show is like the amounts of work you have to do the lecturers who are confusing as hell to follow, or how you have to even teach yourself to work sometimes because your professors ain't doing a really good job at that. And it's like, I pay in thousands of dollars. Or even how freaking high tuition is. I didn't, okay. I'm gonna just come off the script. I didn't even know tuition was that high. I don't know what I thought. Like, I didn't know, like, what I thought like the tuition for, for college was I don't even think I thought tuition was a thing for college and this is the, and this just goes to show you that the whole false idea or false narrative that people feed to you in TV shows and stuff about college is, is, is fake shit is expensive it's hard it's not it's not easy it's hard or shit but I used to feel that because I didn't live on um, on residence when I went off to school that I was, you know, robbed of a college experience. But in a sense, not even in a sense, I'm very, very glad I didn't. Looking back at it now, because it was really hard enough to stay focused as it is. But I know for a fact that I would have fallen behind 100% if I was living on residence because of the many distractions. I'm already easily distracted person as it is without even doing work. I couldn't imagine they trying to do some homework and they have a body. 
and all my, my roommates and residents when we come to the party. And this way, I put a pressure game in the play now because they can now put a pressure me to come to the party. And guess what happened? I go into the party. They should got the fact that I got an assignment to in the morning and I got a test the next day. I had the party because drinks popping and we left. Let's go to the party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I come to college and, you know, a couple weeks into my first semester, the school college, right? Okay. Very weird start to, you know, my adult in college life, but, you know, it happens for a reason. So, for seven weeks, yeah, they was on strike for seven weeks. That's a long time. I was in the house just bored. Out of my mind. I, I just didn't know what to do with myself. Just, you know, just to just be sleeping every day. I mean, I wish I could do that now, but seven weeks worth, though? And what does my stupid self do within the seven weeks of the school going on strike? I go on and get a job against my mother's wishes now, but I just needed to do something, you know? I just I just felt too idle. I didn't feel like I was doing enough. One second, y'all. So my mommy never really wanted me to work and do school because she didn't want my focus to be split. She wanted me to work, sorry, focus on school because that was the main priority. But she wasn't really happy with me getting a job, but what you can do? Tell me quit? I mean, she could have done me good, but she wasn't able to tell me quit. So she just tell me, you, you know what you do and you just better, you just better get them grades and you better pass all your classes. So I just had to buckle up and prepare for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I got the job with a time at McDonald's. McDonald's was my first like paying job. I used to do a lot of like volunteer work and stuff like that. So I never really got paid to the, for the stuff that I did. So this is my first job like my first taste of the real world but yeah i'm not a really i'm not even ashamed to say mcdonald's is my first job a lot of people like to knock the fact that people work in fast food as if it's like so low class and so bottom tail but excuse me someone have to make a double cheeseburger like mark when you're hungry at 3 a.m and find yourself inside a mcdonald's drive through but you know i digress I'm working part-time, you know, I'm just having so much new experiences and just learning new life lessons as I encountered so much different customers. One thing I could say I appreciate McDonald's for is the the patience that I had to have dealing with people. Because if anybody, if, for y'all, for those of you who know me, and I mean, like, knew me from, like, before I even come together, y'all know my patience short. Even the people who know me now know my patience short. So from you start yelling at me, I ain't even listening to you no more. All I seen is red. And knowing that I couldn't really snap back the way that I wanted to is kind of humbling. But I don't really live by the fact that a customer always right thing. I don't like the fact that they preach that to people because the customer is not always right. Y'all be wrong and strong and you're all wrong. As, an, as a customer service worker, I cannot tell you that you're wrong. But you're wrong. Sorry to say. I ain't even sorry to say. You're wrong. You're wrong. Anyway, I work in a McDonald's, you know. I see new things, experiencing new things on a daily basis. But then the strike was over. Panic back to school. So the question now is, do I quit? Do I try to do both? 
And if you know me, you know that I chose the latter. I continued to work part-time while trying to go to school full-time. And it was hard. It was hard. It was not easy at all. The exhaustion I felt on a daily basis, to the roof. But you know, you know what it is to come home from a closing shift. The closing shifts at McDonald's used to be 7 to 11 p.m. I then didn't have a car, so I used to have to be catching the bus. Bus in my area stopped running, like bus to get directly to where I used to live, stopped running at 6. So you used to have to catch the bus as close as I could get and then walk, which is like 21 minutes from the bus stop to my house. And then go home and study for a test or do an assignment? My silence is deafening because that ain't easy at all. <laughs> but that's when I really started to feel the pressure of um, the whole adulting thing. That's when I actually started to use the term adulting because I felt like I was doing and accomplishing so much as an adult. You know what I'm saying? But it was also during this period of time and this period of working and going to school that I actually started to value the little things that my taught me growing up. Remember how I said I was going to come back to that? Well, we here now. So the little things I talk about is like stuff like making your bed, you know, having breakfast in the morning and things of that nature. And it used to, it used to annoy me because she was constantly running on about these little things. And I didn't really see them as being dire. Like, why is making my bed such a thing that gets you upset at six o'clock in the morning? My eyes still got crust in it and you run around for making my bed. People are dying every day and you run around making my bed. Like, be for real. Like, be for real. Like, you really, like, you know? But, it, like, it really used to annoy me. I, I didn't understand the importance of it. Like, it really didn't make sense to me. But, like, being on my own, like, being away from her and away from my family and knowing that it was just me having to fend for myself, I started to appreciate them. And it started to become, like, a more, like, routine in life. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I ended up working and going to school for my whole college journey. Bottom line, it ain't fun, but, you know, I learned a lot, I guess. All right, so let's jump to after college, okay? Graduation time. So remember that thing? You know, the thing that, you know, shut the whole world down? Well, yeah, that affected my graduation. But yeah, COVID-19 became a thing. And then I shut everything down, and I pretty much had to finish my final semester of college online. College, and more so specifically, my program was really hard enough as it is. So trying to finish it remotely while working and trying not to fall behind on assignments and projects was hell. And as if that wasn't enough, let's add on the fact that, considering this is my last semester of school, I now have to try and find a full-time job related to my field of study because I'm not a student anymore. Yeah. Not the best time. I remember this one night in college, like in my final semester. I literally stayed up all like twenty four hours because it was I was was working on a group group assignment. And with this whole my whole semester like my final semester of, of college was like a lot of group 
like group related work. And I didn't really like that because I first of all I don't like group work in, in its entirety as 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 a as, as a thing. No. But the fact that this group assignment was so like co like it really like was group work, like everything depended on the other person. And for the work I needed to do, the person that one of the persons in my group didn't have his stuff working or like configured correctly. So now I'm at a disadvantage because your stuff ain't working. I need your stuff to be working so my stuff could be working. So we spent the whole night trying to figure out how to get it to work. And it's like 10 o'clock now. Guess what happened? Oh, the server gone offline. So now nobody could work. So I up every hour on the hour trying to make, trying to get up to see if things are lying, if, it, you know, if we could go back to working. No. It ain't working. Flash forward to a couple, like the day of the um the presentation when we actually have to show this thing to get our grade. Nigga, stuff still ain't working. So now I under uh, undo amount of stress because this is my like this is my final semester, y'all. And as an international student, you can't figure no class, okay? Because I I don't know how that is how does work, but I wasn't about to fail in my very last semester. Okay, I was very pressured enough from life. I wasn't about to add the fact that I failed in my last semester of school to that. So they the day of the presentation. His stuff didn't work, and so now I'm trying to figure out what I can do to get my stuff working, because his stuff ain't working. Thank God for my college friend, son. He was in, in a, a totally different group, because if he didn't help me, cha, no. I wouldn't know where I would have been today, but shout out to you. You probably listened to this, but shout out to you anyway. God is good, though, because I was able to finish. I remember I remember where I was when uh. <laughs> My last grade dropped. I was at work at McDonald's. I was in the kitchen. And I was constantly checking my phone because I was waiting on this last grade. And I knew I didn't do good in the, the like the, like the 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 practical for this class. So I was dead anxious for the grade. When I see the grade drop and it's a it was like a 58. Oh it was sorry, a 48 or a 49. I run to the bathroom. And I go on on my phone, I send that man an email. I was like, please, <laughs> please, please round this 48 to like a 50. I just need this, this D to pass. Like, please, bro. Like, I can't fail no classes. And he's like, don't worry, Antonio. It can automatically round. And I just was like, the watch is so good. So, I didn't care about nothing at that point. I didn't finish. I was done. That's the last time I'll ever beg a white person for something. <laughs> That's a joke. Please. Don't cancel me. That's a joke. <laughs> but yeah, I was able to finish, but I didn't really get to have a graduation per se due to COVID. So they just mailed me my um my credentials. But this is where the whole the fun thing. This is where it all begins. This is the, the fun of it all now. This is where I really started to get real. And I really started to feel more of the pressures of adulting. So, my co-op program, sorry, my program at Fanshawe was a college co-op program, meaning that you get paid to work within your field of study and then go back to school. So, I was able to luckily secure a co-op working with an IT department at the hospital, and I got lucky that I was able to secure all three of my co-ops being at the same place. So, in the back of my mind, I already had it set that once I graduate, I can be working at the hospital full-time, you know? 
that's a done deal. But, you know, things don't work out as it was planned, and they didn't end up getting a position at the hospital. Not right away, at least. So now, with the job falling through, I was like, okay, what do I can do? So I began to stress, and I began to worry, because, you know, I needed to have a job. I needed to live. Like, there were things that I had planned, and I'm like, okay, now nothing's working. Like, what, like what, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to really continue to work at McDonald's because I don't want to be there for the rest of my life. I used to work with some people who've been at McDonald's for 20, 20, 30 years. I'm like, you willingly want to be here? Like, you really just like top shelf on you. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Be a McDonald's manager. Okay, good. Good for you. Not good for me. But I feel like this is the aspect of adulting that's the hardest and is the least talked about. No one talks about how hard it is to get a job after finishing school, whether it be in your field or not. I was sending out resumes and cover letters to any and everywhere that I was hiring. Luckily, I was still working at McDonald's. So I was able to have a little money here and there, but I didn't plan to stay there like I just mentioned. I didn't plan to stay there because that wasn't that wasn't me. I felt like I felt like such a corporate whore, okay? I was just selling myself to anybody. And to be fair, that honestly is what interviews are. It's a sale. You're basically trying to sell yourself to an organization hopes that they take you. You know how the, the prostitutes walk up to the car and be like, Hey, baby, you looking for a good time? That's how I felt them, sending them resumes out to people. I had, please hire me. In need of work, pasted on my forehead, and nobody, not a soul, was getting back to me. I was trying to figure out, like, if I was doing something wrong, because if you're hiring, why not hire me? You know what I'm saying? Another thing I hate about the whole job search slash interview process is like when they reject you for lack of experience, bro, 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 hire me. Okay. I'm trying to gain experience. How you, how you want me to have experience if you don't hire me? Like, come on. You all want this position, Phil? You all don't want this position, Phil, because if you all wanted to Phil, you would have hired me. You would have hired me. But no, no, don't hire me, I guess. Stress the pie on someone else. Not that I want a job anyway. God forbid I want a job. Right, so thankfully, <laughs> I was able to get a full-time job. But the way I got it, it was kind of weird. But nonetheless, I'm grateful. So, when I did my co-op to the hospital, um, during my exit interview, the boss had asked me because I was asking like if there was any like full time positions or part time positions where I could like work and still go to school, yada yada yada. But he was telling me like no, there's none available right now. But in the future, like we'll stay in touch and I'll let you know, you know x x y z. So I graduated. I had that interview for his department, but I didn't get it. So I was kind of like, okay, what? Like I was really banking on that. What do I do now? And then one day my phone rang. But I didn't answer the call because I said no call ID and that's sketchy. So I didn't answer it. But they left a voicemail. And I listened to the voicemail. And the person was like, oh, hey, Antonio, I got um your number from so-and-so. He referred you to me because I'm looking for someone to work on a six-month contract running the IT stuff at the Agriplex, which is like the vaccination center here in London. 
So I immediately call back because I'm like, okay, well, this might be my big break. So I call him back and I'm like, oh, like, okay, that's that sounds like something I'll be interested in doing. You know, like, like, can we discuss like what's like what like you know like can we how can we move forward? So we ended up having a one-on-one V teams, and he was just telling me who like who recommended me. And I was like, okay, I I appreciate that. And then bottom line, I ended up getting a job. But I'm actually, I, I'm actually grateful for that for him, for the reference and for the the job that I started with. And it was it was such a weird. I think I talked about this. Before, it was like a weird a weird job because I was working Saturday to Wednesday, which means I only was off on Thursday and Friday, which means I was missing out on like the weekend because that's all you look forward to when you you're working every day is the weekend. But I'm grateful for it because in 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 a sense. It was just solely me doing things, so I had to come into my own a lot, and really test my um, like not not necessarily leadership, but my ability to be able to work on my own and by myself. Yeah, there was people available if I had questions and stuff, which I did ask, but it was solely just me. So I had to either get on the train or miss the train. I got on the train, got the job. Was working there for a couple, couple months on contract, and then I ended up getting. Sorry, am I saying doing a thing? Okay, I was working on contract, and then I ended up getting promoted to full time after I had to do an interview for the job. So, you know, formality we gotta go through the regular process, and I'm getting full time job, which I'm currently still in, right now. So now I have the job at Diagraplex. You know, I owned a six-month contract. This is where the real work, pun intended, began. But it, it took me a while to really adjust myself from being a student to now a working adult. I don't know. I just still had a lot of anxiety about assignments that I was missing or that there was still the test I had to study for. But I think the hardest adjustment of, realize, of adulting was realizing how routine life starts to be once you're just working full-time. It's like you go to work, come home, go to sleep, get up, Go to work, come home, go to sleep, get up, go to work, come home, go to sleep. It's like continual process that never or rarely ever changes. But I can say, though, is that as routine as adulting feels or that it, or as routine as it can be, every day I learn something new and every day I have a brand new experience. I guess you can say that that's what keeps me going. That and the fact that I need, I need money. But no, <laughs> no, let's talk about getting paid to work whoever created bi-weekly pay answer me this why why you know come actually come outside i could jump you but i just want to know why but that ain't it for me what really angers me you know what really grinds my gears you know it really enrages me gross pay on payday Ain't nothing has hurt more than when you're looking over your pay stub at work and you see what your pay could have been if they didn't take things like benefits and taxes out of your pay. Why? Don't, no, give me the nasty pay. Give me, give me the nasty pay. I want the gross pay. Give me the nasty pay. With the, you know, with all of that. Because you're telling me I could have made this amount, but you take this and I have this. Mm. God, I ain't like that, and I don't like that.
but I, the, I think we, the, the, the biggest the biggest adjustment was in, I had to do like my, my life insurance and like beneficiary forms to give to my work. And I didn't realize that you have to pay for benefits. I thought that was free. I still didn't wrap my head around that yet because. Okay. But yeah, I was doing the forms and it was asking me like who I wanted to be my beneficiary. And I was like, you know, that's a good question because I am 22 at the time I was. And like, I don't have nothing to my name. So who would be my beneficiary? And what would they have? Debt? Ha. We can get to that. Because, like, I don't have... I, I don't have nothing but a bus card. And a phone. And I'm sure they don't want that. But... <laughs> there's just so many layers to this whole adulting thing. But this is only scratching the surface. What I really could say I really appreciate about adulting, what I've learned to appreciate more as I've started to be... A full time work or like full as I've started to really come into being a full time working adult is the my fucking god hold on y'all sorry I live in a noise box but what I really um really appreciate is the coming home and laying down. I used to crack on my Grammy all the time because she always used to be like, oh, I just want to go lay. I just want to lay down. And my Grammy, like, you always laying down. Like, why you want to lay down all the time? But I get it. I understand. It's just something so beautiful about coming home after a long day and laying down or cracking open a bear, you know, and just chilling out. You know, we got to de-stress, de-stress from the day, you know. Laying down, Jeff's kiss. I love laying down. I want to be a lay down, you know? <laughs> These things. Um, yeah, there's a lot more we have to discuss in a path because this adulting thing, zero out of ten, I would not recommend. Listen, it's so bad that the fact that I'd be waking up in the morning and asking God to please, please let me find a million dollars on the floor or something because at least that way I could be set for life. But real though, I hate it here. I really do. <laughs> I really do, but that's just the way it is. Gotta play the honey dog, and that's just hope you have a good hand to play with. I saw this thing said, I said adulting is soup, and I'm a fork. And I could relate more, because I haven't been able to pick nothing up yet. I feel like, you know, you know when you have a, a closed basket, you see, you know, how, how do you have to hold it, right? You have a try filling it up with water. Obviously, you can get it because it have holes. That's, that's how I feel. This whole adulting thing is I just feel like it's you not you don't get anywhere. You know? Anyway, y'all get the point. Adulting ain't easy, but it's worth it, I guess. Thank you for listening this far in the episode. I appreciate y'all for allowing me to share my own personal adulting experience. If y'all can relate, then that's great. If you can't, then I hope further along the line with things that we talk about in future episodes that you can relate. Because that's beauty of it all if you're new to the podcast thank you for listening let me know how you feel i'm gonna ask new viewers sorry listeners new and old to you know share review rate the podcast on whatever you listen to your podcast too you can be found on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, radio and on anchor as well 
And if you still don't have the podcast on Instagram, it can be found at safe.space.podcast underscore on Instagram. I normally post updates and stuff on there as things go on, you know, little videos here and there. But thank you again for listening to the episode. My name is Antonio, and this has been Safe Space.